to help get you through. I felt a disturbance in the force and it just decided to <laughs> really fuck black royalists, but that's okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone out there in VR land. Welcome to what we're calling a brand new show. We're spinning off a little bit, you know, we can't be stopped. Disney Plus, we can't be stopped. We will spin off from material that is great. Um, welcome to a show we're called Side Seating. We have Sense of Horror, which obviously focuses on horror movies, but we decided to create a new show so we can talk about films in general. Films in general. So I have some um, new faces and some old faces here today. Because here in Australia, it is it's May the 4th. It is May the 4th. <laughs> and tomorrow in America, it's May the 4th, which can only mean one thing. The film that we're going to talk about. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a New Hope from 1977. So, um, as you already, you already know me, you already know the wonderful Mr. Jeffrey Emmett. To my, well, technically left, but to my right. Hi, Jeff, how are you? Hi, kids. Hi. I, I'm back from my little... Uh... Hiatus. I'm here. Jenny. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> just in time for the four the fourth is the the fourth is with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have the wonderful Vera. How are you today, me? Good kids. I'm thrilled we're starting this new segment because you know I can't watch the horror, but I can watch the movies. She can hey, watch Ryan, other movies. And we have two very special guests. Vera's Vera has come through hardcore today and delivers to, look, she, she say Star Wars nerds, but I think you're gonna wear, <laughs> you're gonna wear that with pride, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, this we have Betsy, hi Betsy. Betsy. <laughs> and we have Thomas, hi Thomas, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Good. Uh, I say doing well, I, I mean, I'm, isolating <clears throat> with a case of covid but oh, uh wow. but i feel Wonderful. okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. awesome so as i said may the fourth had to be this for our first show it had to be star wars i didn't know where to start i was gonna go do we go prequels do we go uh, but i was like Let's go no, chronological go order. The original episode we'll four. go chronological order. So what I'm going to ask everyone first up is their recollections of seeing the film the first time. It's going to be quite different for all of us. So I will start. I'm going to start with Jeff because he's our regular Hoover. So when did you first see Star Wars? Um, okay, if I can decipher your... Um... You, you, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think I saw it on VHS. Uh, actually, it was probably beta. Uh, oh gosh, sometime in the 80s, you know, I was a little kid. 
And I was fascinated with the robots. Uh, um, I think it was my aunt, who I no longer speak to, was my godmother. She was very big into movies. My whole family was. My cousin had a video store. So there was lots of props and things that he would end up with. And Star Wars was kind of a big thing uh, for a lot of people in our family, and especially at the video store. He ended up with quite a few props and still has them. So, yeah, it was a cool thing for us. Very nice. Now, Vera, you lived through the craze. When did you first see it? <laughs> lived through the craze, yeah. Me and my dinosaur saw it in the original. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was horrible, but we made it. Uh, no, it was one of those movies. I used to drag my sisters and my cousins to movies, and they'd always roll their eyes and like, is this a Vera movie? And uh, Star Wars was one of the few movies that they walked out kind of liking. <laughs> but Star Wars also brought Betsy into my life because when we both ended up working for a newspaper, we like bonded instantly. And she was my very best friend in my college years. And through Betsy, we have Thomas. <laughs> so Betsy, you're next. When do you see Star Wars? So I saw it in 1977 in a very little town, maybe maybe later in 77 when it was re-released or something. But anyway, I went to see it in a town on the eastern shore of Maryland in the theater that my friend's father's friend ran. And I saw it twice a night, three or four times a week through most all of the summer and fall. Um, it was great. We could quote it, we could quote it, you know, verbatim. And I did this thing, this thing, my best story about it is I did this thing called pirating where I didn't know it was that at the time I was 16. I took my 35 millimeter camera and my friend coughed and I clicked (laughs) and I have the entire film on 35 millimeter negatives and four by seven, four by six pictures in a file box. <laughs> the original boot, original boot yeah. and, we, and we never got the click and the cough at the same time, but it didn't matter. Nobody knew what the heck we were doing. So okay. that's, that was my start. So that's, of that's inspiring. That's inspiring. <laughs> okay, Thomas, what about you? So, um, I also saw Star Wars in the summer of 1977, and I have sort of pieced together the timeline uh, because I know I didn't see it on opening day, and I know I didn't stand in line, uh, and I saw it right around my 13th birthday, and it was kind of by way of a birthday present. A good friend of mine had seen it, and he said, uh, you have to see this movie. It's funny. We were both uh, little sci-fi nerds, and the the idea of a science fiction movie that was funny was was very foreign to us at the time. Um, but but he he took me to see the movie, and we sat through it twice that that first time, and i was I was totally blown away. I'd you know, nobody had ever seen anything like it before. I certainly hadn't. It was the movie I had been waiting all my 13 years uh, at that point to see. Um, 
sometime in the last couple of years, someone released a timeline of when the movie was released in various towns and cities around the United States. And so the movie uh, where I saw it had not been released before my birthday. It was released about a week after my birthday, and my friend had already seen it, so it was probably later in June uh, that I saw it. But then, uh, I wasn't as lucky as Betsy to have a friend who ran a theater where I could just go in and, and watch it twice a day for, for all summer. But I did see it <laughs> probably a dozen times that summer at, at various theaters. If my parents wanted to get rid of me for an afternoon, <laughs> it was an easy thing for them to do. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I could, I could quote it and I was, uh, kind of obsessed with it and, uh, still am, still am, still am yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, by the end of the summer, I had a few t-shirts and I had the album of the soundtrack and I had the, uh, you know, a few posters and, uh, Probably, probably the novelization, I think. Yeah. So <clears throat> started collecting the stuff right away. <laughs> what was the you question? You guys are insane. That's just craziness. That's, that is commitment plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got your own crazy shit, Steve. Was, I've seen the stuff you're all about. It was, it was. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that many times in cinemas, though. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot of there times. There was large in chunks of that movie I knew by verbatim. I don't remember how many times I saw it, but I saw it well, a lot. Steve, you know, in ancient times, you know, as you like to refer them, <laughs> back then there was no VCRs in the seventies. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you had it what? Wasn't. No, you had, only, you no. had limited channels, and if unless it was a movie <laughs> on television, you didn't get to see it. So people and did the, go to theaters multiple times and yeah. the first vcr was the size of a house or yes. a <laughs> pony or something and it was, yeah. was like the size of <laughs> yeah. yep. see the first time the first time i saw it was um because of my grandmother my blessed grandmother, grandmother who is dearly departed who decided that i should Just have bitch. the star wars vhs videos my God, there's a dog going off now. It's great. Um, <laughs> so she decided I should have the VHSs because it was the last time the original prints would be available. So I could the videos. That famous trick. Yeah. Well, so it, I got it, the it video probably was. It, it probably was, yeah. I watched it, it again on Disney Plus last night for the first time in probably oh, 10 years or so. And I was like, this movie looks really different. <laughs> That's okay. We'll just Is it the movie. original version on Disney Plus? No. no. It couldn't no. have been. No. I can't tell because version. I know everybody talks that he's he's gone in and changed them so many times. They've made so many changes over the years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it doesn't look. I don't know. I guess I don't recognize. You know what I mean? Because I mean, it's been most, so long. Most of most of it isn't that different, but there's there's you know they keep tweaking the the Han and Greedo scene, and they keep uh, messing with the special effects scenes, and and uh, 
adding adding one or one or two things here and there and and over time it it adds up and and you have to you have to go back and look at your old vhs's and <laughs> this is how it was originally well you would think like disney could really have something right to put the original cut on there and then to have like what they want to the you know what well, George some of the Lucas's really cut would be now. Better. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I you would. Yeah. I don't pretend to understand the the legalities of it and what agreements uh, Disney has made. I mean, you would think that they would own it outright and be able to do what they want, uh, but I I I am <laughs> I am not a I am not an enormous conspiracy nut. <laughs> But, uh, one of one but. of the, one of the conspiracies that I do kind of believe, um, you know, the special editions happened for the 20th anniversary of Star Wars in 1997. Uh, Ten years before that, in in the 1980s, like right around 1987, uh, Star Tours opened at Disney. Uh, so, so Disney already, you know, they wanted Star Wars. Yeah. Disney wanted Star Wars in their parks. And, you know, I have read an introduction to branding and marketing textbook. And one of the first things that they teach you is do not dilute your brand. Do not get your brand confused with somebody else's brand. And by the time the special editions rolled around, there were 10 years of kids uh, who thought that Star Wars was Disney because they went to Disneyland and they got on the Star Wars ride. And uh, as far as they were concerned, Disney was, was you, you know, what Star Wars, you know, where right. Star Wars came from. Um, so there had been that relationship for 10 years. And... Uh, I am. I would not be at all surprised to learn that some of the special edition changes, and especially the the Greedo shooting first nonsense, was the re result of some Disney functionary somewhere whispering in George Lucas's ear and saying, "Do you really think it's heroic to have Han Solo just shoot that guy like that?" <laughs> You know, and it didn't need to be anything more than that. But you know, I think Disney wanted to Disneyfy things, even at that early stage. Oh, I'm sure. And the now same, they own the everything. Company, yes, the and now they own it outright. Had Bambi, mom get shot by the hunter. Yes. Upset about Guido being shot. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Very much. Yeah, the so. company that kills all the mothers. Yes. yes, all the mothers, all the mothers must die. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mothers well, they don't care about die. women, you know. I mean, yeah, well, allegedly. apparently nobody does, but hey, we'll yeah. send a different show. Yeah, they wanted the hero to be heroic and not to be ambiguously heroic. Right. Yeah, I think I've definitely seen like the side by side or something of that on YouTube. Yeah. Fans um, have done it, or some cut somewhere. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely interesting to see uh, the differences. I know somewhere along the lines I've seen, you know, the the side by side, side, -by -side shots side of a bunch of different stuff. things they've done. Yeah, and it's always interesting. Well, even didn't he go back and like redo 
the three that he did later, right? Didn't he go back and touch up them and yeah, did he was, tweaked those too? There was a couple of scenes where they added in um, Job of the Hut to the first movie, wasn't it? And and at some point, at some point, they replaced the puppet Yoda in Episode One with a uh, computer-generated Yoda because uh, apparently okay. that was what was wrong with Episode One. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. <laughs> anything else <laughs> <laughs> it was 19 hours long I don't, I don't know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so what i want to talk to you about now is we, i was going to go through and do a plot synopsis but the plot synopsis of this movie are about 78 pages long <laughs> so, much, so much a synopsis so much detail because because you know people love this movie what I thought we would do is flash up our main characters and we would talk about, you know, their performance in the film, what we thought of their character. We have to start, of course, with the iconic Carrie Fisher. Yes. As our general. Our general. Our general. God rest her soul. God rest her soul. She's royalty. She is. Very... Very, um, very spunk, very attitude. Well, her character arc reflected the character arc of all women. You know, she went from being this delicate damsel in distress in need of saving to being our general. You know, well, she was shooting a gun in the first movie. I mean, she, she grabbed did. it when she they did, were, but she was the damsel in distress. Oh, for yeah. Most of it. You know, she yeah. got carried across the chasm on the swashbuckling hero's hip. I you I know. will disagree. I think she was not a damsel in distress unless it was a damsel in distress in the men's eyes. Luke thought she was a needed saving, and Han needed thought she needed saving, but she didn't think she needed saving. Ben Kenobi also she thought wanted, she needed saving. He wanted that chance to to go for it. I mean, she picked up the gun and started shooting. She and jumped she into the plans were shit too. <laughs> you know, somebody somebody recently in the last couple of years pointed out that from the very beginning of the movie, she had she had a plan. Mm -hmm. And she she knew that her ship was captured and Darth Vader was going to catch her and she you know right from the very beginning she said, "All right, well, I've got this valuable information. I'm going to send these droids down on an escape pod. I'm going to uh, see if we can get this old general involved. Um, she was she was very calmly and methodically working on uh, a contingency plan, even as her ship was being overrun by the Imperial stormtroopers. And mm -hmm. that is just very quietly. Badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, she's you know. our hero. I, I, I ain't taking and, it away from her. You know, but. someone else pointed out that uh you know for for a a princess from a planet that had no weapons, uh she was a crack shot. She never missed. You know, watch <laughs> watch the uh 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 you know, watch the movie. Anytime she picks up a blaster, somebody's dying. 
couldn't. Unlike That's exactly it. Who couldn't shoot worth shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Seriously, Jesse, though. Of, I, you Jesse know, I have. Am I right? I do, and it's such a, you know, I mean, how do you talk about her not? I mean, look at the, you know, the six movies, right? I mean, I know we're talking about the one, but how do you not talk about her and talk about all of them? Yeah. Um, and because you know. It's our show, so we can. Um, <laughs> and like, I, I just, I'm so devastated that I feel like, um, you know, it, when it came to the later sequels, I, that that second to the last one, she got wasted in. You know, she's in a coma uh-huh. for the whole damn movie. Yeah, and right. then she died before the last one could get made. Like it yeah. was just so, so devastating because I felt like. She was like the guys all died in the movies, right? And then she was the one that would kind of stayed with us yeah. through all of these these movies, and she was going to be the one. And w- how it just was so heartbreaking that she was the one that passed away in real life. Yeah, for me, um, that was for many of to us. me. Right. Yeah, to me, it felt like when she <clears throat> died in real life, like the heart and soul. Um, of this to me it was never luke for whatever reason as a kid it was always her um and when when she died on that flight to me it was kind of like okay this is over now Mm -hmm. you know with this movie i'm like you know we can do different things but this story (laughs) this this thing like this 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 is really over now yeah you know okay so for for like i think we can all agree one of our favorite heroes to Probably one of the best known villains all time. <laughs> um, terrifying for a small child, I think. Just quietly. I remember going, oh, what is that? Because, you know, he just storms aboard and right. I have a very um, hard time separating the original Star Wars now from the family episodes that they did and Stewie Griffin as oh yes Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I'm like this, I think of Stewie, I'm like, oh dear. But still terrifying for what we don't know. What we don't know in, you know, the next six movies. <laughs> you know, well, this weird, this weird character three, that came out of the episode yeah. one through three, you know? Yeah. Very and you think he didn't have a plan? And, and <laughs> I mean, you can you can see watching this one again. You know what I mean? Like in knowing what's coming and what, what you can see where he like had to kind of course correct and he you know yeah. like kind of try to edit things in. But the genius of this man to build this universe, I mean, really, you kind of got to step back and and give the man credit because. It's so complex. Yeah, it's, right. It really is uh, a talent to be able to write this kind of material. <laughs> okay, Thomas, what do you think of Lord Vader? <laughs> so, <clears throat> Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, which I know the word Sith was was being batted around back in in the late 70s, early 80s. I'm not sure where it came from exactly. I uh, I thought it was a real word. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
and and I had I had friends who even even you know before there was a second movie, uh, you know in the in the summer of of 1977 and and in 1978 I had friends who who said you know I think Darth Vader is Luke's father, and I thought that was the stupidest idea I had ever heard. Um, <laughs> at, at thirteen, yes. I didn't understand. At thirteen, I did not understand the tropes of grand opera, which is a big part of of what this is. And of course, everybody's related to everybody else, um, because that's the way that goes. But uh, but I don't know. Did he scare me? Did he? Uh, you know, was I was I really? Uh, you know, did I really dislike him? I I don't know. Except, uh, you know, come Return of the Jedi, and uh, and you get the Emperor, and and you've got something to compare him to, and it's like, and here's Darth Vader, and here's somebody who's really evil. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, for me, that first movie though, he was evil incarnate. You know, when he picked the one character up by his throat without just his. The power of his mind, and you're yeah. Oh, you know, then you crushed his larynx without touching him. And and <laughs> you know, and you watch that scene again, and you realize that it's it's all down to the actor. Right. You know, he had to he had to make you believe that that Darth Vader was choking him with the power of right. the force, and he made you believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, and I I did. And I, and. and I, James Earl Jones nailed it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. He was that voice. That voice was Vader. Yes. Um, I I think I still go back to that without any voice, but him walking down the hallway, the first scene that we see him in, and the yep. stormtroopers and everybody laying on either side of him, and just and that, that music total feeling of okay, dun, dun, yeah, yeah, and the breathing, know, the breathing, yes, yeah, yes. Sounds Absolutely. like me after I go up a, a flight of stairs sometimes. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding? Just listen to me sitting here. That's hi. We got it. Okay. Um, the, I think these two uh, are everyone's sentimental favorites, though, right? Yeah. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> I laughed out loud for I, like last night going, what a smart way to to bring children into the world of sci-fi, to have these two be the focal point of the beginning of the film, because I forgot how bloody long this movie is on Disney+. Plus. It's just over two hours. I'm like, oh, my God, we're, we're, we're branching into Marvel territory here. Yeah. We don't need... <laughs> I love movies, but I think anything past the two-and-a-half-hour mark, you got to kind of tap out. I need an old-school interval. After yeah. that, and be like, oh. <laughs> but C three PO and R two, like, come on, they are hilarious. They are so like sassy as all get out. I love it. Betsy, favorite out of the two? Out of the two of them, uh, it would have to be R two. R two, okay. I agree. Yeah, I completely so, agree. So much with so little, you know. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that out loud, did I? Okay. 
So, yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there on the page. Jeffrey, do you have a favorite droid? Are they the droid you're looking for? They're not the mm. droids you're looking for. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's so tough. I... The two of them were always kind of my favorite part of the movies. Um, I don't know. I think I love them both equally. <laughs> I think they're a duo. I don't think you can separate. I don't know if they would yeah. be as effective individually if yeah. they were together. And they're kind of like, um, you know, Bird and Ernie or Sattler and Waldorf. <laughs> These <laughs> classic, thick, um, you know, right. pairs together. But yeah. what are the even in today's technology, they still look impressive on film. Well, I think I can't imagine what it would have looked like in this. Don't you think? No, they, they looked look good impressive. originally. I think. Yeah, it's that guy, lines, that, right? C three PO was so thin. I mean, that dude was a twig. Yeah, that was in that that thing. I mean, he literally was a twig. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. I have an issue with the, and I know that everyone's gonna boo me, but I'm like, yes, yes, Skywalker. Focus. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that right. Yes. Farm boy Luke. I swoon. I swoon. Yeah. I love <laughs> I have my biggest collection of figures that I, that of all the ones that I collect, I focus on farm boy Luke. That's it. <laughs> He's still um, Okay. <laughs> so since you, you love farm boy Luke, how do you feel about him coming back in the Mandalorian? What did you think of that? Okay, I, I I think I have to rewatch that episode, but you know, hey, you didn't hate it. They, they you know, talk about that. that There's nothing Mark Campbell could do that I hate. I watched him. I watched him in um, uh, what year was it? 1980 in Amadeus on um, in Baltimore. I got on the stage. Kiss him. Yep. I got the kiss him on the lips. Mark oh. Campbell. Ooh. So there's nothing he could do that's bad. <laughs> All right, Miss Girl. Anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yes, <laughs> amazing voice acting career as well. Like you would think, a lot of people would hang their hat on. I am Luke Skywalker, and go, "This is it." But he's diversified his career. Well, didn't oh, yeah. they all kind of hate it there for a bit? Like, they kind of got pigeonholed after the third one and they, their career. I mean, except for Harrison, like, him and, and, and Carrie, their careers kind of stalled there for a bit. Well, he's done so much voiceover work. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark because had. he had to, though, right? Like, he wasn't yeah, I really think, I think that was. I think like, that was part of it. He could do voiceovers and not, you know, and not be Luke Skywalker. He could. Right. right. Yeah, Plus, yeah. he's a comic book fan, so doing yeah. the voiceovers for the Cartoons. different comic characters yeah. was yeah. like almost a dream job for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I agree completely, Chris. Mark Camel was the Ryan Reynolds of the 70s. All right. Yeah, 
Dreamy. And I okay, have, well, yeah, he was. I have well, never this actually. Oh, I'm swooning again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find he's a, uh, all right. Can I ask a question? Do we find his modern day attitudes to the films problematic? Because he does seem to like love his life a lot, Harrison Ford. The well, is, but he's the same with Indiana Jones. He doesn't really love his life that much. He's just like, yeah. It's a job to them. I mean, it's not. It is the house that built him. Yeah, he's he's not <clears throat> he's not a nerd. Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not important to him in the same way that it's important to us. And it's a job to them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a paycheck. It's a job. I mean, I think that's the hard thing for people, a fan of anything, right? You watch somebody do something, they are good at their job, so they embody the character. So it's hard to separate the two, but to them, like it's, they're going in, they're doing a job and they're leaving. Like these people are not, how many of us can say, oh, we're still friends with the job uh, on the, uh, the people we worked with 20 years ago. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> right. But I mean, how many other people, right? You yeah. know what I mean? There's, you're not going to have a, rare a ton thing. of them. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not a lot. So I think, and two, how many people could say, oh, I loved my job 20 years. This is my favorite. This is a career, career defining job. 20. I, I, I just think it's not, um, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, he sure. Should back. sound more he grateful? Did, did the, yeah. Well, for a $10 million. Dollars. Yeah. Well, hey, paycheck. Know. Yeah. I would too. Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I do it sure. Pay me. Poor Carrie got peanuts. Her and Mark got peanuts. <laughs> okay. What about favorite Wookie? Wookie. Favorite Wookie. Well, Peter. Oh, he's coming up. He's coming up. I don't know. Computer's not there working. We go, there he yes. is. There he is. <laughs> Peter, I, I got to hang out with his wife at one of the Comic Cons. It was Rhode Island when it got shut down. Her and I snuck in. Uh, we were the last two before the, the fire chief shut down. They yeah. wouldn't let the guests in. They wouldn't let nobody in. And her and I were out there being, being smokalina. And I'm like, oh, what cares? She's like, yeah, but Peter. And I'm like, I don't know who the Peter is. She's <laughs> like, oh, he played the Wookiee in, in Star Wars. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I didn't care. Um like you played what you know it wasn't clicking and then like you know she's like diagonal from us and then it was like oh Chewbacca <laughs> so we were all hanging out we had to the smoke break there Jeffrey <laughs> not that good not that good yeah so he was cool yeah. it was, it was it, that was a cool thing to get to meet him before he died and his wife she was a very nice woman so <clears throat> so a film thing um so in 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 movies, uh, if you want to show that somebody is smart, you show them playing chess. So <laughs> what did George Lucas do? He had he had R two D two and Chewbacca, the two characters who uh, did not speak English and did not look human, uh, and and he had them playing chess against one another. And he had, had R two D two beating Chewbacca at chess, and uh, it it <clears throat> you know it was just you know film shorthand for these are the two smartest characters in the room. Uh, <laughs> and one of them will pull the, your arm out of your socket. Yes, yes. Right. Okay. 
about an uncensored radio playing chess. <laughs> I can barely play okay. checkers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, next. We have to talk about... Thanks. My, my mother was had such a crush on Alec Guinness. <laughs> uh, she 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 loved Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, she you know she she loved Alec Guinness in in anything you know. Uh, I've I've seen Lawrence of Arabia now. Um, I don't think I've seen the Man in the White Suit. I definitely have not seen the Lavender Hill Mob. But uh, he was he was so iconic, and that was another bit of genius uh, for for George Lucas to to get. Uh, Alec Guinness and and Peter Cushing and uh, you know to have mm-hmm. a little bit of connection with uh, with with film history there to to bring in uh, you know a little bit of of borrowed credibility there um, for this this just totally new totally bizarre space thing uh, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah and I would. And again, you know, Alec Guinness himself uh, didn't understand Star Wars at all. He wasn't terribly happy with it. He thought it was uh, just this this weird thing. But he did the job because he's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and and he nailed it. I mean, he was brilliant. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> Can we talk about the Death Star? Hello. Coolest daddy situation you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Who doesn't love want to live in the Death Star? Well, I don't want to live on it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it destroyed. I mean, does I the Death Star have a pool section? <laughs> I mean, is there a beach available? I don't, I don't. I, Maybe. Yeah, it's certainly big enough. You'd think there'd be a pool yeah, there yeah. somewhere. Jeffrey, I'm on that page with you. I want a pool and a beach. And right, like yeah. is so. yeah. Is there an official like Death Star cocktail we could have? <laughs> like, I, what's the situation? Probably, yeah. yeah. Are there excursions <laughs> that you can go to the planet surface for? You know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I need to know the like whole details. I need to know the setup. Like, I, I need to know like what the swimming arrangements are, the sand situation, the cocktail situation, and where we do the boys hang see out? Steve. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I did a change. Okay, <laughs> we we talked about it briefly before, but this is probably one of the biggest controversies to do with this movie. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, my, our Star Wars aficionado, could you please succinctly sum up the argument about Greedo and Hard? I'm going to go Betsy first. I, I'm sorry. I was fixing the light. What was the question? Who <laughs> <laughs> shot first? Could you, could, yeah, could you um, yeah, outlay the argument? What, what do you think? What's your opinion? Han, Han shot first, and it was well-deserved. Bam, done. No questions. That's the way it was in the original movie. He had the he had the gun right under the table. 
Greedo didn't know what was coming on except that he was threatening him. Well, bam. I thought it was the coolest thing. (laughs) Yeah, just a very nonchalant way that he did it. Yeah. He knew he knew that his you know, Greedo wasn't fooling around either. So yeah. take him out and get on with the job that he had just been hired to do. Totally okay with it. That didn't well, need to be changed. Thomas, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, certainly, certainly didn't need to be changed or updated or anything. Um, you know, Greedo was was way too overconfident, and Han was way too cool. And just managed to get the get the drop on him and and get his hands uh, out of get his get his uh, gun hand out of sight, and uh, you know managed to shoot Greedo under a table that did not actually have an under. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that that table was a solid cylinder to the floor, you know. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't a tabletop with legs, so lasers. Yeah, lasers. lasers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're going with. Um, Magic. I mentioned it before, but we have to talk about the most picked out ride in cinema history. I think. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. so so the Millennium Falcon. Two things about the Millennium Falcon. Um, before I saw the movie. Uh, I did see a clip on on the TV news when they were doing a review of the movie. And I said, oh, look at that. That's so cool. It's it's asymmetrical and it's it's not streamlined and and uh, aerodynamic because it's a spaceship and it can be any shape at all. And that's the coolest thing in the world. And the other thing about the Millennium Falcon was when I did finally see the movie and Han and Luke climbed up and down into the gun turrets, I, you know, I did the, did the, the quick putting it together in my head and, and, you know, the geometry of, of how the gun turrets worked. And I said, oh, cool. They've got artificial gravity and the gravity doesn't always have to go in the same direction in every part of the ship. That's the coolest thing in the world. Uh, because I was a nerd and I was open to these sorts of things. And there are a lot of people to this day who don't understand how that works. Uh, but Millennium Falcon is awesome. It is. Right. And all right. Who didn't clap when we saw it in the, the last movie or the second whatever episode seven or whatever it was oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, uh, <laughs> i mean falcon i, I mean that was that was brilliant writer. you know that that ship's <laughs> garbage and i didn't see it coming at all it's just you know second later right. they're they're like eh, the garbage oh. will do and oh. where are we all right <laughs> yes perfect <laughs> so i i want to ask you two down the bottom there have you been to disneyland and been inside i have not no. Oh, touch oh, wait, touch let me bit. say it this way. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I must say, all of that looks very, very impressive. Like, they've, they've done quite a big job there throwing money at the park to make it look, you know, George Lucas official approved. Um, I'll be going there, so I'll be able to get in there. <laughs> in October, so. You can send us pictures. <laughs> I'll be like... 
selfie, just oh. yeah, driving around. Now, the other, I think the other major thing that people think about when they think about Star Wars has to be lightsabers. Right? Yes. How cool are lightsabers? What's that about? <laughs> Blows my mind. Blows my mind. What did we think of this battle scene, though? It was like, going to be epic, and then he just disappears. Right. For not knowing there was going to be a sequel, I thought, like, watching that again today with the kids and, like, the way that he smiled and kind of looked, I thought that was a very interesting choice, especially with no plan on going forward. Like, it was a standalone movie. Like, you had no plan. Like, interesting. Interesting. That was Alec Guinness genius. I don't know if it was planned or not planned, but it was, yes, the way he turned his head, he looked, he kind of... Yep. He knew that, (laughs) hey, Luke was going to be keeping it all moving forward. Yeah. Yep. And and again, there was a there was a movie thing going on, where um, you know, if 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 Darth Vader had, uh, you know, hit Ben Kenobi with his lightsaber and he he disappeared and his his robes fell to the the floor and you you didn't know that lightsabers didn't work that way. You might think you know maybe maybe you hit somebody with a lightsaber and they just they just disintegrate. Except, of course, uh, we had already uh, seen uh, the the scene in the cantina where Ben Kenobi right. cut the guy's arm off, and it's like, oh, no, we know that that lightsabers <laughs> leave severed limbs and things. So, so yeah. So, what's up with Ben Kenobi just disappearing like that? That's something different. Mm-hmm. So, right. Okay, how many lightsabers do you two have? I don't know how many I have. I would. He has a lot. Has a lot. <laughs> I would have to count them, and and I would miss a few. There's yeah. three. Yeah. Of them, there's three of them on the steps going up to his room in my house. That he doesn't. <laughs> I think he forgot to take back to his house. Probably. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have um an ori- not an original, but a graphics that. Uh, was Luke's? I guess was Ben's. I don't know. First movie. Did I? Did I give you that or did Fred give you that? I bought that with my hard-earned did money. Bought by that with your own money. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I gave I gave a bunch of those to people. There was a time. Or you didn't give one to me. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. We'll talk. You were about probably that. in Boston at the time. Yes, there I was. There, there we was go. a time. There was a time. Uh, after I learned about the the Graflex flash that was used for Luke's lightsaber in the first movie, and before all the other Star Wars nerds had learned about it, when you could go to antique camera dealers and pick them up for next to nothing because nobody was using them as as flash units anymore. They were obsolete. Um, So I, you know, I have have owned... uh, possibly as many as a dozen over the years and most of them I uh, gave away to friends or traded for other Star Wars stuff uh, and I still have I still have the first one that was given to me by a good friend I might even be able to lay my hands on it uh, uh, 
while I'm here. But uh, but that was that was another genius of Star Wars thing was that they, um, you know, they use. Oh, it's not showing up. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, they used real world <laughs> objects. Uh, you know, the oh, laser wow. guns were real guns dressed up, okay. and uh, a lot of the the background props were real things uh, taken apart. Now we can them. see it, but. It's not showing because when I turn it on, oh, it's a green oh, light. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's this is the one that got left on the stairs. So there you go. <laughs> yes. You know, right, where do you where do you keep your lightsaber? Hmm. <laughs> it's very nice. It's just on the stairs. It makes lots of nice noise, and it scared the bejesus out of the kids on Halloween when we were playing in the front lawn. <laughs> I was about to say, let's go to your house. The kids are having a good time at your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few of them rolling around here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just light I think Thomas went to find his now. Don't scale me. Okay. My yeah. kids, I can't wait till technology catches up and they can actually make them so that it like comes out of it. You know what I mean? And it's just actually like light. There it is. There we go. <laughs> yep. Very good. So, oh, as wow. Jeff was saying before, um, and we, we've talked about, this was only kind of oh, intended to be a, a single story, you know, one episode thing until the box office kind of came in and went, hey, let's make millions. Would you have been satisfied with the ending if it was just one film? Do you yes. Think that's a satisfying yeah. conclusion? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, even even when the Empire Strikes Back came out, um, <coughs> you know, I I I certainly wanted to spend more time in the Star Wars universe because it's a big universe and it's really cool, and I would have liked to have seen other stories. But I thought that continuing the story of Luke and Han and um, Leia and Darth Vader and them. Uh, I, I I didn't get that going into the Empire Strikes Back because their story was over. They they had blown up the Death Star. The Empire was defeated, and everybody lives happily ever after. Um, so then, uh, you know, there's no denying that the Empire Strikes Back is a fine movie and a lot of fun, but uh, it it does kind of. Um, make the events of the first movie completely irrelevant. It's like they've, they've destroyed the Death Star and the Empire is no weaker than before at all. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that life? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that life? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that was, you know, that was one of the things uh you know, getting further from from the movie under discussion, uh, that was one of the things that I loved about the Phantom Menace was that it's you know a star a story in the Star Wars universe, but it's different characters and it's it's a you know, different time and it's uh, not a story that you have any preconceived notions about. It's it's right. uh, you know <clears throat> what I wanted from that movie was a trip back to the Star Wars galaxy and that's what I got and I was very happy about it. Important, Darth. Yeah. 
It's not his fault. Nope. No. <laughs> it's not Oh, he can't help it. He was just bored that way. He just loved Never. her so much. He was. He, he was. loved her. Separated, separated from his, separated she from his mother at an early age. She was Thor's girl. Yeah. Or Thor, if you're <laughs> if you watch the trailer. That's right. <laughs> Bethany, what about you? Would you have been happy with that as the ending if, if, if Star Wars was just a one and done? I guess I would have been because I didn't know that there was another one coming. Um, and and I will join that conversation of I'm really glad that we went back to that universe and learned more about it. And the Empire is not my favorite. I'm still, I can't say A New Hope. I have to just say Star Wars because that's how right. I learned that. <laughs> you know. Um, but I've liked some of the ones that have come out since then, and I've not had any that I've really been upset about. I've heard a lot of stories from people about complaining about this one or this version, you know, this further one, number eight, number whatever. I'm like, no, I'm I'm just happy to go back, like Thomas said, that's to that universe, and I think yeah, that's. One- one, One of thing the things can... that's beautiful about Mandalorian, and you know that was that universe, and it took a back, it took us back to a place that we grew up in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one thing I've been one thing I've been known to say is that the worst Star Wars movie I ever saw was still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that um, we are having a kind of revisionist reaction now to the um, critical series because when they came out, oh, there was either you love them, you hate them, there was no in-between for that prequel series. But as we've gotten further away from it, it seems that people are starting to to understand as part of a bigger narrative. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved them. I went, I, you know, I went to the midnight showing the night it opened for all of them. You know, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be back in that universe. You know, I forgave Darth for, you know, turning evil. It, <laughs> it worked for me. <laughs> you know, as Jeff said, he loved her. <laughs> Not the small Anakin. Okay, I have to ask the one to raise his car. I have to ask the question: What order do we watch these movies in? The order they came out in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thick. Yeah. No, no questions. No, yeah. no. If and answer, buts. Just. Yeah. So I was a so I was a complete beginner because I've only seen the original trilogy. I've never seen I haven't seen the other two trilogies. So I would I would be best to start at a new hope, you think, and make my way out yeah. as they came out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um <clears throat> there is uh there is something to be said. <clears throat> for watching episode four and episode five and then watching episodes one, two, and three because you get the you get the surprise of the big reveal of Darth Vader as Luke's father. Oh, wait. 
and then you get the then you get the Wait, backstory of Darth Vader. And he then is conclusion to the story. <laughs> um, Tell me what thirty something is forty fifty years. But uh, <laughs> you know, but that can be served just as well as as you know with with watching them in release order. Um, you can just watch number three all the time. That's fine too. On a loop. On a loop. Over and over and over again. I don't know, so, guys. I'm still bitter about her being in that coma on that freaking, I don't even know what number eight. I guess it's eight. I should yeah. just in a goddamn coma. I'm just mad. <laughs> Man. Jeff wanted a Princess Leia solo movie. Well, I, yeah, I wanted to see her kick ass. I wanted to see her like beating yes. people up and shit. Like yeah. I wanted to yes. see her be the bad her, bitch. I wanted a grand, grand fight scene for her. Yes, I wanted to see her like instead of her just wiggling her fingers, like pulling her ass back in, being the Jedi. I wanted to see Carrie Fisher kick ass. Like Linda mm -hmm. Hamilton, Terminator 2. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, Jeffrey. Like, if I could go, I would kick her ass for doing what she did. I'm just like, why, woman? Why? Oh, it just makes me so mad. Uh, we're running out of time. If, as I said, if we were gone through the synopsis, we would only be halfway through the film now because so much happens. But what I want to get from you guys is a is a rating out of five. I kind I kind of have a guess where we're gonna fall. Out of five lightsabers, how many are we gonna give it? We'll start with Vera. How many do I have? How many do you give it? I have none. No, how many lightsabers do you give the movie? Ratings. Oh, ratings. sorry, <laughs> I couldn't hear you. <laughs> um, I give it five. It was part of my life. It was. It was. It, one of the films that made me, you know? Very nice. Betsy, how many lightsabers out of five? Ten lightsabers. <laughs> Wait, I can I lift my feet up? Fifteen? Okay. <laughs> Ten. 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 Okay, Tom, I think we've got a trend happening here. Yeah, I'm 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 with Betsy. You know the the, <laughs> the original Star Wars 1977 changed my life, and yeah. uh, I I would not be the person I am today without it. Uh, yeah, it's we will it's... talk a little bit about that in a second though, because I, I yeah. have photos that I'm going to post um, on the on the page, so we'll have a talk about that in a second. Jeffrey, what about you? God, the way they feel about Star Wars is the way I feel about Clueless. Um, yeah. <laughs> As if. Uh, yeah, total five, five lightsabers for me, dog. What is Clueless? <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. It's sort of like supernatural. Whatever. If you don't do yours, I can't do mine. This is why we're doing show, because we have different. Fan bases that love, I gotta write that one love, down. Love, love, love this. <laughs> so, of course, has had a long lasting effect on our two friends down below. Um, as you can see, I'm gonna post some amazing photos um, of oh. very dedicated cosplay I've seen. So, they will be posted up on the on the page. I don't have them here at the moment, and the internet signal is not great. So I can't oh. access Facebook at the moment. But I will post them. So obviously, would you say Star Wars is an everyday thing for you too? 
Yes. Um, so, so uh, where you are, Steve, it is May the 4th, and yes. people, people call it Star Wars Day, and people argue about, you know, well, May the 4th, that's just, a, that's just a dumb joke, and the real Star Wars Day should be May the 25th, because that's when the movie was released. And, you know, I like to talk about, uh, well, there's, you know, there's, there's observed Star Wars Day on May the 4th, and there's Orthodox Star Wars Day on May the 4th. <laughs> but, uh, but in my house, every day is Star Wars Day. That's uh, wonderful. That's and that's, that's how I feel about that. Uh, like yeah, awesome. and there and there is uh, the Darth Vader Day, the Sith of May. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Yes. Yeah. Comedy, 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 all around. <laughs> well, guys, we have run out of time already. I thought this was going to happen, so I was like, you never know. We may have to have a sequel conversation at some point because you know, it's like not it. enough film. There's not enough films or TV shows or books or video games or comic books or novelizations or anything that we could possibly <laughs> keep talking about, right? Yeah. There is so much and so much coming too. The Mandalorian is killing it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Fans killing it on Disney Plus. Um, you've got a couple more shows, like there's a couple more animated shows, there's a couple Obi-Wan Kenobi show is coming up. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm not going to lie. I want to see. Yeah. You and McGregor and Hayden are back. Oh, That's you gonna and be McGregor. Great. Talk about Swoon again. Good afternoon, girl. Good afternoon. I mean, I was all so, about Bob Fetter, but girl, give me some. <laughs> so until, you know, until, until something, you know, until there is a, another disturbance in force, may the fourth be with you all. And, um, and we will see you again <laughs> soon, hopefully, on a side seating. Thank you for joining us today, Betsy, Thomas, Vera, <laughs> Jeff. I have been Steve. Yep, uh, you know, get your Wookiee. You. Is my is my uh -huh. yeah, my advice. <laughs> no. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.